Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. edition of the panel discussion i know we're a day late releasing this um we have two of our friends stuck in the phantom zone today micah and matt both got stuck there together uh so it is me manning the ship but i am not alone uh, i have a friend of the show a good brother of mine a good friend of mine uh mike skyros has joined us today hello the moonlight sun <laughs> Uh, dude, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I know we've been trying to make it work, so I'm glad we could hook this up and talk a little comics today. Yeah, I really appreciate you being on. Uh, I'm we've been we've been talking about this since I launched the show, which we're almost yeah. going on two years now. I think uh, originally with Chris Gullo, um, who we were trying to get the three of us together. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to grab him for this. Yeah, um, but I'm pumped. I'm excited to have you on. Um, and we're going to talk. We got some some comics to talk. Um, the first, real quick, I do want to say the one piece of news we got this week um, was Umbrella Academy has a release date for season two, which is going to be on July 31st. Um, I personally love the comics. I don't know if you've, you've watched it on Netflix. Um, I love the comics and I loved the show just as much. Um, but season one, like, exhausted the full first two comic book run storylines so i have no idea where they're gonna go with season two yeah i am the one of the absolute worst people in terms of keeping up with any sort of series be it netflix tv otherwise <laughs> uh, but i have heard very good things about it oh, and i so know good. some of their staff is going to get to work on the moon knight series if i'm not mistaken that would act that would be awesome that would be yeah. really cool uh they're they're the perfect yeah. staff for it because it's weird it's the the it's written by Gerard Way um, um, from My Chemical Romance. Yes. So uh, and we know you love yourself a good Black Parade. Uh, 
so it's 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 really great. I I love the comic that, like I said, and the show's show's really solid. So I'm excited for that. But enough yeah. about the news. Um, what what we always do when we have a guest on the show is we ask them a couple things. The first is um, who is your favorite comic book? I'll start villain because I already know the answer to the other question. Who's your favorite comic book villain? Oh man, uh, that's tough. My favorite comic book villain is probably. I'm a big fan of Sabretooth actually a lot Ooh. just because he's just the way he's like partnered with Wolverine like their dynamic I think is very interesting both in the comics and in the movies to where they're basically enemies at this point like that dynamic yeah. and I always liked Mr. Freeze too because he he's believable in the sense that he has like a good motivation for the, mm. a lot of his actions, it's just what he does to try and attain like the things he wants. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. Mister Freeze is probably one of the most like has the best motivation out of like any villain. I think, yeah. especially like Batman rogues, because most of the Batman rogues is just like we're crazy, we're here to kill people, and like Freeze okay. actually has an excuse. Yeah, um, and Sabretooth, that's a good one too. Like, I, I know the the Wolverine movie is always bashed, but I actually loved like Liv Schreiber's take on Wolverine. That was or on Sabretooth. That was one of the few things that like really redeemed that movie. Yeah, I'm terrible because I really enjoyed that movie, and I don't know if it's just because I was like 15 when that movie came out. Yeah, and I saw it in theaters. I was like, oh man, claws and and violence and Wolverine. I mean that. I mean that that's how I am with most, like all of the X-Men movies, none of them were really that great, especially later, but I'll rewatch them because it, it's X-Men. Like, right. I don't know. I, I don't watch a lot of those movies. Now it's getting harder because you know, the quality's going up, but I never was watching superhero movies for like, uh, some cinematic like masterpiece. I was watching for like pew pew and boom, boom. And that's yep. what I wanted. <laughs> I just wanted super power fights. That's all I cared about. That's why like, the Fantastic Four movies when I was a kid were great. Like now yeah. I will watch them back. I'm like, oh, but before that, I loved them. I think a lot of people have lost the appreciation for just comic book characters and superheroes yeah. being in movies in general because that didn't yeah. really start until maybe like 15 years ago being super common. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the one of the things that I think changed it all was like the Dark Knight series. Um, yep. Once those come out, because they were they were so like critically acclaimed, every superhero movie had to be critically acclaimed. And before that, like Daredevil was trash, Ghost Rider was trash, um, and yep. everyone loved them. Like no one complained about it. Blade, like Blade, is great movies, but they're not good movies. But no one would have complained about it. Now you go back and rewatch it, like okay, I guess these are pretty bad, <laughs> yeah. but. No one would have batted an eye. Like, like Avengers would have been this like masterpiece had like Dark Knight and stuff not come out. I don't know if it would have happened either though. So in a way, it was a good thing because I think it upped the level of superhero movies. They weren't like B movies anymore. Right. Yeah. Christopher Nolan's series just, I think it just eliminated a lot of the camp factor that was yeah. X Men movies. There was still a lot of that. Uh, it was just like people just wanted to delve in like the dark broodingness of it and that translated to pretty much every other superhero movie 
Mm -hmm. And like, there's not a comic you'll read out there that isn't campy as all get out. Like, it's just the truth. That's what comic books are. They are uh, masterfully written. A lot of them are amazing. Uh, most of them are, are really good, even with the campiness. That's what makes it a comic book, though. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. Uh, so with that said, I will go. Yeah. Who's so? Who's your favorite comic book hero? Yeah. So a lot of people that know me know that I'm a big fan of Moon Knight. He's been my favorite for quite a while, but only in the past probably three or four years have I really taken the initiative to dive into his comic side but moon knight is by far my favorite that's all and and, and moon knight kind of affected your your wrestling persona as well right and that's where you you got the the current name moonlight sun was partially from that moon knight comic correct i didn't actually the name oh, what oh no, it has absolutely nothing to do with it so the there's a person in Rhode Island who works for who works with XWA I wouldn't call him a promoter but he's like the right hand man at XWA his name is Jose Garcia okay and he would joke that because if people don't know me I wear a mouth guard with like fangs printed on it and I have like my chemical romance looking best and like a lot of people will say I give off like that vampire kind of aesthetic so he would always make jokes and put like different things in promotional material they thought sounded cool and one time he promoted me with Moonlight Sun listed next to my name. I was like, oh, man, that sounds cool. Like, can I take that? And I've been using it for the past three years, ever since that came out. And then huh. I started, a, like, taking more inspiration from Moon Knight in terms of my wrestling character after that. So wow. it's oh, wow. something I was a fan of before, but I didn't incorporate it. That's like kins kinsmet, then. That's pretty cool. That that I didn't know that that was the story. I thought it had something to do with Moon Knight right away. That's no. actually like I'm glad I just learned that. Yeah, no, it's good. I always think like the best nicknames are ones that other people come up with, as opposed to the ones you give yourself. And I think this is a good example. Yeah, that, that really is. Yeah, it's rare. I think like a good one sticks. Like I had been trying for for years to get something rolling and then someone had mentioned something um recently about the holy hand grenade and i was like that's the one and it's been it's been working for me really well and fits my persona better than um some of the ones i've used in the past so yeah i totally get that exactly with so with that said uh you you wanted to talk moon Knight, right we were we're here i know this month the theme was comic book moms and asian americans um, and in typical American fashion, we're going to talk about Moon Knight instead because we're terrible men, <laughs> but, but just, we, we, we wanted to talk Moon Knight specifically, even before I put the themes into play. Um, and it was just, you know, Mike was available to, to fill in the role. Um, so I wasn't by myself today and we decided, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. Um, and we're talking Moon Knight. So, so Yeah. Let's let's just dive into this character. Um, a lot of people don't know a lot about Moon Knight. I think he's a fairly like I would I would want I want to say B, but I think even C character uh, yeah. if you're not a comic book fan. Yes, I would I would 100% agree with that. He's becoming more popular, even just through like his comics. But he's you, you got to look for him if you're a fan in terms yeah. of like even comic book shops and stuff a lot of their supply in terms of his stuff is limited 
Yeah, it's not like a big seller. Um, and he, he's a fairly, I want to say he's been around for a while. He His first appearance was in 75, um, and he wasn't a title character for five years. He appeared as a villain in Werewolf by Night and then yeah. popped up in Spider-Man and a couple other things. And then it was 1980 that he finally was like, all right, we're going to give Moon Knight his own run. Yes. Um, which is cool. And he's just such a weird character. I know his story has changed a couple of times. Um, yes. So, so do you know, do you, how much do you know about his backstory? I know his old backstory was like, he was a, a Jew run. escaping like Nazi Germany at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've really, um, gone up and down in terms of how much his Jewish heritage plays into his backstory. And I think, especially in the, probably the past 20 years or so, they fo- focus more on the like Egyptian influence. The country and, then, and yeah. yeah. Which I'm really into. Like that was part of the stuff that really grabbed it for me. But yeah, I remember like originally not even his origin story like he just first popped up as basically this mercenary specifically to handle werewolf by night which is jack Mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah jack jack russell i think jack russell yeah which is super ironic yeah he was a name literally named after a dog yes (laughs) so such uh comic books are so inventive sometimes yeah and he was, yeah, he was hired and he was like a, a former Marine. He kind of had that typical like backstory who, and he had his like token French friend, Frenchy Duchamp, who is his like, uh, his best friend while he was fighting, like he was fighting in like a legal ring while he was around doing all this mercenary stuff. Um And then ultimately he gets led to Egypt, which is where he becomes Moon Knight. Yes, uh, and I the story has changed a couple times on like how much influence there is, but he comes across Khonshu, who is the god of the moon um, in Egyptian lore, and she like bestows this power upon him. Um, and if I remember, like, does he go in a coma from it? Uh, I think if I remember correctly, it's like kind of which one you read. Okay. Some sometimes it's like oh he just he just blacks out and they find him in the in the tomb or like he does like an escape thing in some of them like it really depends what run you're going after. Okay, yeah, and, and yeah, and then he all of a sudden now has these you know this ability that's this like in some sense to to a sense he has these abilities but also it splits his personality. Uh, yeah. And he ends up with, I believe, officially, it ends up being like four personalities after all all said and done. Yeah. And it's Mark Spector, who's, you know, our original. Yes. And then I'm pulling it up. Um, and then Jake he, Locky. yep, Jake Lockie. And then his, oh my gosh, who's the, the that's the driver, yep. And then the yep. entre- entrepreneur that is Stephen Grant, who's like yep. a millionaire. Yep. And then Ultimate Conchu is the fourth personality almost to a sense. Yeah. It, it kind of floats between the fourth personality being Moon Knight himself or Conchu. 
Like yeah. that's, I think that's a lot of uh, the reason some people have difficulty like really getting into his comics because you kind of have to pick what timeline you go with because there's big differences between all of them. But yeah, yes. the other three have been pretty consistent. And then the fourth one floating between Khonshu and Moon Knight. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it depends on the run too. To be honest, I've read some of the older runs, um, yeah. but it was more recently that I've like read the runs and been like, this is what I want to get into. Uh, and, and I think it's the runs too, because for a while, like everyone's like, Moon Knight is is Marvel's Batman. Yeah. And he's not. <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, I guess because he has gadgets and has a rich personality. Sure. But yeah. Other than that, like he does have minor superpowers. Uh, he like he, he has increased strength. Um, he has resistance to a certain amount of pain and, and tele- telepathy. And then other than that, he is he is fairly human. And I think that's why people are like, oh, he's he's Batman because he doesn't have a ton of superpowers. But then Daredevil is their Batman too. Like you know what I mean? You could say um, that about like any like vigilante type with yeah, vigilante. yeah. It's just anyone who is a street level, like street level hero who wears a hood is Batman automatically, um, because they f- they prefer to fight in the darkness. And it, he's so much more nuanced than that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why. Also, though, at one point they decided to give him that other suit. I know he has a name for it, where he fights crime in the full white suit, like a white suit. Yeah, that's Mister Knight. Yeah, when he fights as Mr. Knight, and I think that's why they chose to do Mr. Knight was the to kind of keep it away from the Batman thought to give him that different differentiation uh, because it is a totally different look, and it's honestly my favorite look for Moon Knight. Oh, it's so good. The funny thing it's... too is like he he handles his business almost like he's James Bond when he's Mr. Knight. Like he's very just like. Yep, I got my suit, my gloves. Like I'm all, I'm propered up now. Like we're gonna, we're gonna handle this. Like it's not gonna be blood and guts like Moon Knight is a lot of the time. We're gonna, we're gonna keep yeah. this. And occasionally it does get dirty. I remember, I think it. So the two runs that I've really gotten into Moon Knight with recently were the Alice run. Yep. Um and the Lemire run because I, I really got into Jeff Lemire when I started doing this a uh, comic book shop owner was like you need to read this it's all of his stuff is weird um and smallwood was the artist that and i actually really love smallwood's take so much that he's he's done two volumes for the new run of moon knight um but alice is one of the top runs and there's there's a panel in alice where he's hunting a monster and he's mr knight but he's got the full tack vest on and two giant machine guns and it's just awesome (laughs) it's just one of my favorite panels I yeah, uh the Ellis run I liked like I thought in terms of modern like it gets a lot of flack that it doesn't really deserve. But yeah. the Lemire run that you mentioned is 100% the run that got me more invested in him as a character. Yeah. Oh, for sure like I and I think the Lemire run is the one that kind of brought him back to the fold. Um, yeah. And it is ultimately the run that launched the 200 comic run. So before yeah. Lemire, he hadn't had something, I think, that big. And then Lemire came in and off that run, um, that volume ran for 200 comics up until I think 2018 is when it hit that. 
um, yes. right when we started this show. And that was huge because especially in, in that time, in this timeline, not a lot of comics are running for more than like 50 issues at a time after a certain amount of issues, a big storyline happens and they stop and have someone take over. Um, there's very few like daredevil, I think Batman, um, but especially for a smaller level character, like we said, to have a 200 run, a 200 issue comp run is amazing. It's absolutely like that really put Moon Knight on the map. Yes. Um, and it's because Lemire is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and he's weird in a sense that he, he does get an engaging story with it. So for those of those of you listening that aren't super like into Moon Knight, the Lemire run really focuses on his mental health, the dynamic mm-hmm. between all the personalities. And it really helps raise the question, is Mark Spector actually Moon Knight or is it all in his head? Is he in this institution the whole time just thinking he's running around fighting crime? And it does such a good job of keeping you guessing. It's just, it's a story that I haven't seen in comics or in like popular superhero media. And I think that's, that's what like Moon Knight really brings to the table. Yeah, it it is. It's a great story, I think, for Moon Knight um, to play with that mental health idea in a positive way, too, that I think that brings mental health to the forefront and doesn't use it as just a gimmick. Um, And like, that's what Lemire, Lemire is good at doing weird stuff. Black Hammer uh, is a Dark Horse comic that Lemire wrote, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, took me a while to get into, but it, it's super different. And it's about a bunch of heroes who get put on a world where superheroes don't exist. Uh, and they're trying to figure out their powers. And one of the heroes is a woman who, when she uses her powers, turns into a little girl. And she's stuck as like a 13-year-old girl when she's in like a 50, 60-year-old woman. And it's super different. Um, and, and he brings that like weirdness and that creativeness to Moon Knight um, in that run. And if I remember, right, he starts right in the institution. It starts off like right yeah. away. You're like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And the the art for it is absolutely amazing too. And I know I know Bendis has done a run, and, and a lot of people criticize some of Bendis's writing as being um, kind of flat. But I, I know he had a really big run with Moon Knight as well um, that kind of put him more into the superhero world where it pushed him off the streets and more into the arms of like some of our top heroes like a Spider-Man or a Captain America. Yeah, which is funny because Moon Knight is always talking about like how he's not super into like playing well with others. Yeah. And always on a team. Like even right now he's doing Avengers stuff. Yeah, some yeah. runs, and he's just always on a team, and he's been on a team since like the early '80s. Yeah, which yeah, which, it's weird, but like, but they always do that. That's like again, you go to like you want to compare him to Batman. That's where he's similar. Batman's like I work alone, but he has the Bat family where he's surrounded by like six dudes all the time, and then he has like he's in the Justice League as one of the main people. And comic books, like, just don't know how to keep people by themselves. Um, They don't know how to tell contained stories, which is why people love them. (laughs) Yeah. But it's true. Like, he's a hero that really should, like, he should cross over with, like, the Defenders, with Daredevil, maybe Spider-Man here and there. Um, And that's really it. Like, he shouldn't be doing too much, but he's been part of the West Coast Avengers. He's been part of the Heroes for Hire, which is fine. 
um, that one makes sense to me. He was but, hanging out with Conan for a little bit. Yeah, like <laughs> he's he's all over the place, um, and he, he is. He's someone who should kind of be in the ground, underground, like a Punisher type, even. Yep. Um, but he he does like he's he has a huge story. I don't think he has a crazy what's the word I'm looking for? A crazy big rogues gallery. Like, I don't honestly know many of his villains. They're not um, that good. Yeah. Straight and I think that's part of the problem. I think, you know, the heroes that really stand out, we also know their villains really well. Yeah. And I feel like he's kind of missing that. Um, but I do think, and I know they've teased it a couple times, he's one of those characters that especially right now, me and Matt have talked about in the world in the world right now that people don't want apple pie superheroes anymore. They no. like the, the Punishers, the Daredevils, the gritty, like not scared to kill and get their hands dirty heroes. Yeah. Um, and I think Moon Knight would really do well from a live action series. And I know it's been teased. It's been talked about. Um, and I, I think like it's, it, it's confirmed for Disney plus. It is. Yes. Which I don't. I, I kind of hope it goes straight to Hulu, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think it's going to do really well for him. But what I would like to see, and you can tell me what you think, is I would like to see the Lemire run. Yeah, I think I, um, it's tough because I think the Lemire run would translate really well if he had. If you set up like the the original story, and then you did the Lemire run as maybe like a like a limited time for like a second season <laughs> yeah just to to have it so that people are more familiar with like kind of his baseline i think it would work better because that's where it really hit for me um not to say i don't have i don't have all the answers i'm not a, a producer maybe it would work right off the bat but i think yeah. i think starting with all the the bushman stuff in egypt or starting with the werewolf by night stuff would be like the yeah. biggest, uh, most digestible part for new fans to like check him out. And that, that could re- be a thing for sure. Um, I would love to see werewolf by night. I think that would be really cool. Um, I get, I know like I was watching, I know it's not directly connected. I was watching the trailers from Morbius and there's totally a werewolf. Um, like werewolf supposed to be in it and he's got the arm for it. So like there's a chance we're going to get the werewolves on that side and they are leaning more towards the mystical with um you know the supernatural with blade coming up too so yes. i think moon knight could kind of help introduce that um or be a follow up to that with werewolf by night and kind of introducing that more weird mystical side especially with kanchu um yes. and i think that would be super cool I think again. I think he's a character who who's gotten very little love and has a really interesting story. We're not talking about it too much on here because honestly, it is it's hard to track if you don't read. Um, yeah, it's and it's more interesting if you read it too. It's not one of those stories that you'd be like, oh, he fought this dude and this because most of the people he fights, you guys won't know. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's more of a, like a a low level crime fighting. Um, street level crime fighting and it's just exciting um, yes. I don't know if you ever read Grendel it has some vibes similar to that uh, if you're fans of those comics um, or even a Sin City it's like Sin yeah. City and Deadpool crossover 
Probably um, too his, his most famous like. Other, I always considered Kanchu like one of his main villains, which is interesting because he's like yeah. part of him at this point. But I'd probably say the most famous villain he's really done anything extensive with is like Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah, and we were getting Taskmaster. Uh, he has done a bunch with because he is you know a street level villain he or street fellow hero he has fought kingpin quite a bit yes. and hammerhead as well um i think this would be an awesome place to introduce hammerhead because i don't see him ever like hammerhead and tombstone ever hitting um the big screen but i think putting hammerhead or tombstone in this in like a moon knight series would be perfect oh yeah give like, us that more mobster vibe yeah and it would help like I think they're perfect too because which is I think what you were implying like help flesh out some of these villains because we've seen kind of the same guys make rounds uh through both Marvel and DC and the roster on Marvel in terms of villains as well is so deep that you can really throw some people at Moon Knight and have some interesting stuff going on and like someone with like a lot of the street level villains that they started out as Spider-Man or anything like they bounce around quite a bit and there's some that just aren't interesting enough on their own to make it to the big screen. So why not use them on TV? Um, and, and Daredevil did some of that. And there's some that aren't interesting enough to stand as like a one a one show villain for like a whole season. So yeah. it's kind of interesting to sneak them in. Luke Luke Cage did that with like Cotton Mouth um, and and Shades and some of those characters. So I think they really could pull that off um with moon knight and i don't think moon knight season one even needs like a really really big bad just like a more figuring like out moon knight yourselves <laughs> yes yeah uh i think going back to jack russell i think he would be someone you could follow around for like a season and just yeah. have him be the focus taskmaster i don't think has been represented super well in terms of like media like yeah, uh yeah. Like TV and movie for Marvel, I think he'd be a great person to plug in. Just yeah, he's gonna be in Black Widow, so True. he's in the he's in the world, and so it'll be interesting. Like they could then use him in other places. I doubt he dies in Black Widow. Um, no, in and I think they'll introduce him later on, especially with like his connection to um, Hawkeye and things. I think they'll keep him around for for that like more small style villain um but who knows they did kill off crossbones pretty easily oh that was so lame (laughs) yeah that was a he was one that definitely could have could have stuck especially with like grillo as crossbones it was like a a solid actor um i think they could have done way more of them and he's he's dead dead they there's no bringing him back without like a universe change they totally jobbed him out and i was very sad about it like they're like, oh, he's really crossbones now. This is awesome. Dead. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's a that's a bummer. But uh, yeah, I would love to see I would love to see Moon Knight. It would be great. I think I think it and I think it is possible that we will get um a lot of these TV show characters on big movies. So like I think he would fit in really well with like a Midnight Suns or something. Yeah. Uh, or even if they would decided to do like, hey, Daredevil, we're going to bring Daredevil back and do um, Marvel Knights. I think he would fit well in there as well. So I think he could he could kind of be introduced to any of that or even 
like a side character in Doctor Strange, he might hold his own. I don't I don't know as much as or but I think like Blade or something, he could pop up um for like a yeah. mini crossover in any of those. Well there's a there's a fun little comic book run of Punisher and Doctor Strange. And I think he could have a different but like similar dynamic with a Doctor Strange or like a more uh, yeah like super powered person. I think I think that would be awesome, and I think it would be really cool to have like Strange more bring him around because like he doesn't trust Conchu and he's trying to figure that out. Yeah, uh, and that could really add to the mysticism of his character that like it's kind of been missing, I think, in in the main storyline. Um, yeah. He it's just he's he has all these team ups, but it's never been featured around him. Where like you've had characters like Thor or, or Venom, where the Avengers are there, and it's because of something having to do with them. Yeah, um, I, I think bringing like, con like them in to be like, what's going on with this guy? Like that's got a god as part of him. Let's try to figure this out. Yeah. And I think the only reason they haven't done that is because they don't want to, like, verify that okay, this guy's got the pow powers from a god. Like they just don't want him like, like make Khonshu like canon officially that yeah, that's who he is it's interesting why do you think they've been hesitant to really pull the trigger on it because like they've they've gone into it and then backed out of it so many times I think it's like you said with like the Lemire run where it's like is this all in his head or isn't it and if we say that Khonshu's real then it makes it harder for us to wonder where like it'll it'll kind of solidify the fact that okay no he really is doing all of this stuff and it's not just in his head where yeah. if you keep it a mystery whether or not like like how powerful and how real Kanchu is it kind of makes it more you can never really know for sure like if they no one else acknowledges it but him you just kind of think he's crazy yeah and i think that keeps it a little better in that sense no um, i 100% can see that that line of thinking uh selfishly i would like to just let them ride with Kanchu for a little while yeah i would love to see a run where he does like the skull mat like the Kanchu mask a yes. little more often and and that's where we get like the really he goes from like street level to like more of again like we said like a, a mystical like fighting alongside blade side and starting to delve into that more um, yeah Maybe even because like it's Kanchu trying to separate themselves from her uh, from him, I think would be really cool. Yeah, and uh, and Kanchu's always peak level crazy Moon Knight, which is the yeah. And I think that would be perfect. I think that's kind of what where we could go now because I think he was really grounded um, for a while, and I think upping him and making it go really crazy could be awesome. With yes. that said, uh, and I know we just talked a lot about live action, is there um, like a, an actor you peg as Moon Knight that you're like, that's who's got to play it? Oh, man. I've thought about it a lot. It's it's disappointing that Fassbender has done so much in the MCU and like X-Men and stuff because I think he would be really good for that role. Uh, I know Keanu Reeves has been the guy that's been brought up a ton. I would yeah. 100% not be mad at Keanu Reeves playing Moon Knight. I don't think he is the perfect fit unless they go full on like Mr. Knight, like with a yeah. John Wick. Uh, Fastbender, I think, would be would be really cool. Um, or even like, 
who's the guy from um he had like the he played the character with the 23 oh no he played professor xavier the guy that played yeah. professor xavier i think would be good james uh, mcavoy yes that's his name thank you uh i would like to see i would think um charlie hunnam would be interesting Ooh, hunnam would be good one of the rumored ones was pedro pascal who's playing the mandalorian right now uh oh, he might be okay so this was like there was a random one i just saw and i was kind of like you know what i'd be okay with this and that would be shia labeouf oh yeah that that was that was another one i heard about you're 100 right that had made the rounds a bit i think he'd be great because he's got that he's got that genuine crazy that i think would translate really well um, I think there's just yeah. like parallels between the him and the character that it would work really well. I mean, I would totally be okay with that. Um, I know another one, like Jensen Ackles from Supernatural has been rumored. And one of the ones that's super out there was, is Daniel Radcliffe. I just think he's too short, but otherwise I'm like, kind of with everything he's been doing lately with like Guns Akimbo and some of the weird roles he's been in, I actually would wouldn't mind seeing it he's just too small in stature yeah because i know like mark specter is supposed to be like this he's supposed to be like six two he's like a boxer yeah. like this special forces military guy uh that's why i think labeouf would work really well because he's got that stature and he kind of gets yeah. a lot of crap but he's actually a really good actor uh he'd probably be my pick yeah. out of everybody he would be really good and then like this so the my left field one just because he wants to be a superhero so bad um but he doesn't want to be tied down to like a like a role like for a while would be john ham um yeah mainly for like the mr knight roles and stuff again he would be really good for that yeah but i think yeah i think this is a role that like they're either going to nail it or it's going to be absolutely awful. I don't think there's going to be any in between as far as casting. But Marvel's been doing such a good job that I'm not as worried as I would have if it was like, you know, like we said, back in the day casting. Yeah, it would have been, oh man, it would have ended up being like Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey might have been good at it though because you see him in like, I know people crap on the number 23, but like... yeah. Uh, Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Mind. The word. I feel like it would have been more like me, myself, and Irene, though. Yeah, that I can see. <laughs> Fine line. Who knows? We would have gotten something super weird, or just some like super out there actor um, who was big at the time. And yep. I don't know. Like, like back in the day, I might have been like, yeah, Tom Cruise. I would take a Tom Cruise Moon Knight. Now, not so much. Yeah. Get like uh, end up with like Rob Schneider as Moon Knight. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been something weird. Just think about like who he had as Batman, like Val Kilmer and George Clooney. It would have just been someone random uh, who was big in that time. I I was really a big fan of uh, Val Kilmer Batman. I I don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah, he just didn't like it. That's why like it it shows. Like I didn't. I liked that movie, but he didn't like that role. Right. We, that's what we would have gotten. We would have gotten like Bruce Willis Moon Knight. Oh my god. 
You know what wouldn't have been terrible? Now we're in a weird old fantasy castings. I yeah. would have expected this. Mel Gibson. Oh, dude, that'd be great. <laughs> Mel Gibson as Moon Knight would have actually been absolutely killer. Yeah. Or like, um, oh man, now you got my wheel spin. Like a <laughs> Russell, Russell Crowe Moon Knight. Oh Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, um, Kurt Russell as anybody would be fantastic. Yeah, Kurt Russell Moon Knight's one I actually would have been, I would be like gung ho for. Like if he, there's Marvel characters I would have liked to see him back in the day. It would be like Moon Knight and Winter Soldier. Those would be the two I would be like, yeah. That's basically his character from uh, uh, when Snake Plitskin. Yeah, from Escape to New York. Yeah, yeah. or from yeah. That's that is that's why I think Winter Soldier is from that movie. Yeah. Just replace the eye patch with the arm and we're good. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Really, man. Yeah, I'm excited for the the series. Um, We'll probably end up talking even more when, you know, when the show comes around. uh, And I'll definitely love to have you back and we'll get even more in depth. Um, But but this was a great, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, overall overview of Moon Knight um, and just kind of talking about why we both like him and why I think I think people should read it because it is different. It's like nothing else that's on the shelves right now. And I think people right now, we've said it before on this show, love crazy. They love the villain. They love the weird. And yes. if you want that, like you want the anti-hero, you want that Moon Knight. It's, in my opinion, it's better than, uh, than, um, than Deadpool. I think it's smarter than Deadpool in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's more, it's, a little more nuanced than Deadpool in terms of like his story, depending on the run. Yeah. Uh, but if I can throw in a few recommendations, if you're listening to this and want to check out some Moon Knight stuff, I'm going to give you three runs to check out. Perfect. And I brought out a few comics cause I want to look through and make sure I got this right. So first one is going to be the Jeff Lemire run. It's also available in books too, if that's more your style. But I think that's like the the premier Moon Knight story. If you really want to like jump into something really good that gives you an idea of his character, the Jeff Lemire run is it. Uh, right behind that, the Warren Ellis run, because it's it's also widely available. But like you said, it's more of the traditional superhero type thing. Mm-hmm. And third, I'm going to recommend the Charlie Huston run, uh, specifically because it showcases like the super violent, like blood and guts side of Moon Knight. And that really like grabbed me with that story and the art in it, I think is fantastic. Finch's art is so good. Yes. And all the images that people see like of Moon Knight panels where like his suits in tatters and it's just like him like punching right through someone's spleen. It's that. And I think that's, that's some of the, the most fun I've had reading the books. Yeah, Lemire and Ellis had Smallwood and Shelby as artwork uh, as artists, and it was more of this like cartoony Moon Knight that I absolutely love. I absolutely love it. But um, the Huston run has more of a like Todd McFarlane feel. Yeah, that's of, that's good. That's a good comparison. Yeah, that's more where I would put it. Like even like the there's the 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 main Huston image everyone sees um is or i wouldn't want to say finch he's the artist is the like the really rugged white suit moon knight absolutely yeah. like jacked in front of the conchu statue and it, it gives me spawn vibes 
Um, but in a good way, not like it feels the same, like, oh, this feels like that same type of, like, like you said, ultraviolet, like dark comic. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, I, unless you have anything else, I think that's everything we have on Moon Knight. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. Um, I just wanted to reiterate, like, thanks again for having me on. And I, no we can go so far into this character in the future. Hopefully we get a chance to do it at some point. Yeah, I think I think for I'm planning it now. Um, when we get a release date on the show, or the show is closer, probably a release date. Um, I'd love to have you and Chris Gullo back to really dive into some more about the character, because um, I think having the three of us will be a ton of fun. So I, I'm I'm definitely planning that uh, in the future if you're in on it. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, thanks again for for joining me. Uh, until next time, for our listeners. Thank you for joining us on the panel discussion. We hope to see you next week, Tuesday. You hear any new podcasts lately? Yeah. Like what? Um, like Hardly Kayfabe. Hardly Kayfabe? What's that? Hardly Kayfabe is a professional wrestling podcast on the network where, actually, hey, you're a host of them. Oh, that's right. I am. Myself, Johnny Townsend, and Matt Johnson, all co-hosts Hardly Kayfabe the professional wrestling podcast of the network found on BICBP-radio.com. Have you ever listened to it? I've listened to it, and I've actually guessed it on it. You guessed on it? I have. That's fun. Do you like wrestling? I really love wrestling. So if you love wrestling, you would love this show. Hardly kayfabe. I think Chris is a robot. <laughs>